This episode of The Quarantine Parent focuses on gratitude. I had this written and ready just before the horrible George Floyd video. After that, I thought I should wait for a good time to put this out, but I kind of see now that there isn't necessarily going to be the perfect time. So I'll just put it out there with the hope that it can help people that are already struggling with the pandemic. I've changed the content a little, and I hope you find this helpful. Thanks again for listening. We know that when we have a positive attitude and when we show gratitude and thanks for things, this makes us feel better. So why don't we do that more often? Why don't we teach our kids to do that more often? Today we'll talk about ways to show gratitude as a parent and as people surviving the pandemic today. I'm Dr. Sean Reynolds. I've been a clinical psychologist for 20 years, and I work with parents and schools to generate strategies to help kids develop in a healthy way. This podcast, Quarantine Parent, focuses on strategies during this unique time. This is not therapy, it's general strategies that parents can use to make it through this tough time and short 5-10 to minute segments that busy parents can listen to and find ideas they can put into practice to help them and their kids. Today I want to focus on the concept of gratitude. I got the idea for this a few days ago. As I start to write it though, I'm on hold with my bank to address a fraudulent charge. And while on hold, I'm on chat with Amazon about a shipment that never arrived. Having these kinds of situations with companies generally doesn't make me feel good, so it seemed like a really good time to think about gratitude and things that I am thankful for. This will keep me from having a crummy mood for the rest of the day. I was thankful that Amazon helped me solve this problem so quickly, for instance. I know that when I focus on things I'm grateful for, it distracts me away from negative feelings, such as the feeling of being annoyed when my bank has me on hold for over an hour. So what exactly is gratitude? Gratitude involves an awareness of gratefulness for the things that we have. Google says that gratitude is the quality of being thankful, readiness to show appreciation for, and to return kindness. There are two parts to this. We do the first part, being thankful, by focusing on positives and blessings in our current situation, emphasizing what we have rather than what we don't have. When we focus on these things that make us feel good, they have the effect of, uh, well, just making us feel good. This doesn't mean that we haven't experienced loss during this time. All of us have experienced loss in some way. And it's important to process these losses in a healthy way, of course. But that doesn't mean dwelling solely on them, not thinking of anything else. And I want to be clear that this doesn't mean that we have to only focus on good stuff all the time. That's not healthy either, and we know that's not the real world. We just watch the news to see that. It's certainly not the world that we're living in right now. It just means having a proper balance in our thoughts. Our brains often make time to think about problems but we don't intentionally make time to think about good things unless we really work on it. We have to make efforts to balance problems with good things. It's easy for me to focus on things that I wish my kids did differently, when in fact there are hundreds of things that I love about them. So I need to remember these things, especially when I'm annoyed. And this will help me feel better and also help my relationship with them. When we focus on the good things that we have, the things that we're pleased with, or the things that we're proud of, this naturally has a positive impact on our mood. People may have a hard time believing this because we sometimes think that we can't do anything to change our mood. Sometimes we know what puts us in a good mood or a bad mood, and some days we just seem to wake up with a positive or a negative outlook, and we don't have any clear reason for it. It's like we just wake up on the wrong side of the bed but don't know why. So, I want to prove to you that we can change our mood with a bit of a thought experiment. If I asked you to focus for five minutes on all the things you don't do well, your shortcomings, or the problems going on in your life, I can just about guarantee that this will leave you feeling worse. So, you know, don't do that. But if your thoughts can make you feel worse, then we can also generate thoughts that can make you feel better. I want to be clear that this doesn't mean that we always think about positive thoughts. Sometimes we see things that make us angry. When we see injustice in the world, we want to do something about that. 
that's really important too, to be able to act on that in a healthy way. I want to discuss that more in a later podcast. Right now, I want to focus just on gratitude, but I don't want to diminish the importance of that healthy, correct anger that we sometimes feel, because that can help us to do actions that are really positive as well. The second part of gratitude involves expressing your gratitude towards other people. When we appreciate and show kindness, this usually helps the person that's giving the kindness as well as the person that receives it. So think of the simple act of holding a door open for somebody or in thanking someone who's done something for you, even if it's part of their job, just like scanning your groceries. This is especially important during the pandemic, and it gives us a chance to make sure that we don't take other people for granted. So I want to give you some strategies that you can practically use when you're busy during this time. So here are three strategies that you can try out. And these are strategies that you can do with your kids or at least while you're thinking about them. The first one is making a list or keeping a journal. I'm not great at writing things down, and I know that's a strange thing to say for someone who's writing a blog, but I'm better at it if I just scribble some notes in my phone. There's a lot of really good research about the effects of keeping a journal, and these are really positive. If you're disciplined enough to do that, go for it. If not, though, try to write down things in your phone in a way that you can add to them as a list. You can especially focus it on things that you like about your kids, just little things that you see during the day. You can also teach them to keep a journal as well. This doesn't have to be anything expensive or elaborate. It can just be a sheet of paper to start with. If you do even three to five a day, you'll wind up with a pretty healthy list really fast. A second one is to show appreciation for small things during the day. Smiling at others, you know, in a pleasant way, not a creepy way, is a good way to do this. I have to train my brain to think about things that I appreciate. Like if I go for a walk, I can easily get annoyed at the 10% of people who don't social distance quite in the way that I'd like for them to. But actually, about 90% of people seem to do this well, and most of them also make eye contact or smile in a way that makes the interaction more pleasant. This is sort of shared appreciation that we're all in this together. Notice the things that your kids do that you enjoy, and show this in your face as well as with your words. You can really reinforce your kids too when they say nice things to other people, or when you see them being appreciative. Again, this is something that's going to help them to feel better and to just keep good mental health throughout their lives. And the third thing is to give of yourself. When we do this, we're always giving something that we have which can be a blessing to us as well as to others, whether it's our time, our money, or our ability to make an emotional connection. This improves our awareness of the things that we have, whether it's material goods or our personalities. And of course, this should also leave the other person feeling good too. I hope these are strategies that you can use with your kids to help you as we're getting through this quarantine time. This episode of The Quarantine Parent was edited by Jenea Reynolds, with support from Stephanie Landon, with Stephanie Landon PR. Music was from podsummit.com. You can also visit my blog at quarantineparent.com. As always, this podcast is for informational purposes only. It's not therapy and not a substitute for mental health care with a licensed professional. Take care and stay safe.